This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rob Cherry, Jack Fritz. This time next Sunday, Phillies baseball will be under well underway. It's been be, far too long. They'll be in the uh, deep into the bullpen and deep into the uh, the a guys. Oh, Rob, they have 71 players on their roster. They so do. They actually have a bunch of guys that can, you know, it's actually going to be interesting to watch. Numbers will be interesting as well, what numbers they're going to give out. Uh, joining us right now on the phones are, is uh, Kevin Francis. Uh, Kevin, going on? when is your uh, first game? When is the first game you're calling? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you're not calling? Sat- I think it's Saturday. Sat- oh, so you're doing a Saturday game. Yeah. Okay. You guys going well, three-man three, booth? Three-man booth, first th- few games. I love which it. Which is way better. Because there is literally nothing going on in those games. <laughs> like, you get one at bat, you know, from maybe a couple of the guys, a couple of the starters, and then it's all she wrote. And then you're on to guys that are wearing 97 and the reusable 97 jersey with no nameplates on it. So, yeah, um, exciting. I'm more like I, – I was telling Jack this earlier. Like, when it's the three-man booth early in spring training – I get to pepper Larry with so many questions and just, you know, just kind of last year was more fun. Cause you know, you're what you're feeding, right? Like you're, you're just fueling the fire. Like how's the pitching stuff going, huh? And it just, you know, gets going and uh, you learn a ton. So yeah, I'm excited. What do you think of uh, what you've heard from Joe Girardi so far? Ah, it's a breath of fresh air. I mean, it's <clears throat> what I've learned in my short time, uh, whether playing in Philadelphia uh, playing in Lehigh Valley, this area in general, they don't want script. They want genuine. And everything that he says is genuine. Uh, his actions are genuine. Um, it, he's a winner. He's a proven winner. He's a leader. He's someone that you want to follow. I, I, I want to run through a wall for a guy like him. I, he's, the, he's the type of guy that, for, for I don't know why, you get into the sense that, when he speaks, you, you, you put everything down. Whether you're a player, a trainer, a fan, it's like the guy speaks. He's not just, just out there to be in the media, right? He's doing his things, but he's not saying things just to, to, to be a, a bullet point. He, he wants to make sure that it, what he says comes across right and is not something made up. Yeah, and Kevin, like if you talk to Phillies fans and, and listen to Phillies fans – they think that that Girardi can add legitimately add like eight wins to this Phillies team. Do you do you think that's realistic at all? Like, how much of a difference are we are we really expecting from Joe Girardi this season? Ooh, yeah, like the manager who's ab- uh, above replacement. Yeah, and more. Yeah. The Mar. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say at least five would be like the minimum. But see, like it, for me, it goes along with not only is it Joe Girardi, it's also the addition of Brian Price. Like, yes, the manager does a, a bulk of the work, but it's the stuff away from the game situations for those pitchers that we saw a lot of, you know, uh, decline last year. Um, guys that you expected for them to do something didn't. And 
we obviously know for reasons they had deficiencies in in the pitching coach area as far as the head um you know it got in uh and lundy they're they're almost like they have huge voices but couldn't speak and now adding those two with brian price i think is that could add to the wins above uh for for uh joe girardi so yeah i i, I agree um i just wouldn't put like an excessive amount on it because I, I, on just Joe Girardi, I think it adds in the fact that you got to put in Joe Dillon and Brian Price with that. Is this the best division in baseball, the, N- oh, the NL East? Easy. Wait, which other league would you say is, like, close? Well, the only one that ever comes to mind is the AL no East. You but, can't do that one. can't do yeah. that one. I was going to stop you right there. The, the only one I could think. Well, the NL Central is pretty good. I mean, I just don't want to give it credit. Reds, Cardinals, Cubs. See, the Reds have done some, some serious things this I, I look. The Brewers didn't really, you know, they they depleted a lot. They still have Yelich. I get that whole thing, but uh, I, the NL East is by far. The NL East is by far because you look at what the Marlins. The Marlins have what the Marlins do every year is they seem to have ridiculous amount of pitching prospects. Power pitching doesn't mean they're great. But it's scary in a division like this, right? Like last year, we were all talking about what is the one thing that you know we have to do, or the Phillies have to do, or the league. Who's going to decide this? It's going to be the team that wins more games against the Marlins. And by the way, we finished fourth in the division for a reason. We didn't take care of business against the Marlins, and that's that's not good. What was it like the the Braves? I want to say were like sixteen and three, something like that, fifteen and four, maybe even better than that against the Marlins. You think they run away with it for a reason? I mean that's it. They added all those guys added. I think it's uh, hey you got you got to bring your big boy pants every day. What's and a I, I think that's a good thing, right? What would be a realistic goal for the Phillies this year? I mean, last year we we're all thinking division, at least the wild card. What's realistic for this year? Seeing what we saw last year with the the, the division. Ooh, a realistic goal. Hmm. I think realistic is just getting the playoffs. It does not matter how. Right, I mean, whether you're a wild card or not, being in the playoffs is the main goal. Everyone wants to say it's the World Series. I understand the whole World Series thing. I think the World Series like focus becomes when you make it to the playoffs. You can't you can't get to the World Series without getting to the playoffs. And this team, I think the the main goal needs to get over the hump. And it's not about a winning season. It's not about it. it's get to the playoffs, and let all the chips like, just get to the dance and let let all the chips you know play out how they how they may but for me a realistic goal is getting to the playoffs because if you get to a playoffs in this division especially wow that's a hell of a year do you think that's realistic yeah that's why i'm saying it i'm not going to speak out of my you know what i'm not just making it up i I think it's a realistic goal because you you can't control what goes on for other teams you can control what you do um and this franchise and uh Hopefully it's a a very less injured year. Let's just say, I think that would help. But you can't control that, right? I mean, there there there's certain things that that happen that that are out of our control. But I think it's a realistic goal to to make the playoffs. I didn't say win the division. I didn't say win the World Series because I feel like those things are where a lot of things have to go right throughout a year, and a lot of things have to go wrong for other teams. And so I go focus on. The one thing you control, and that's win a lot of games and uh, get to the playoffs. Would you say the offense underachieved last year and the pitching did as well? Ooh, 
That's a great question. Cause or was the pitching they, just not good enough? You know what it was weird is that like last year they did not have did you guys ever feel like they had a, a streak where every not I'm not gonna say every five guys in the lineup were going off. No, they didn't have a streak at all last year. Right? And and most really good. I'm not saying great teams. I'm saying really good teams have like four or five guys that have a consistent period of uh, of going off together. Um, so I would say, uh, yeah, they've they probably underachieved. They, you know, on the offensive side, the the pitching side for sure, hundred percent. So the pitch- I, I think it, I, I think not only did they underachieve, I think they uh, regressed to the point where um, it it might have actually been beneficial. If that makes sense in this whole thing, because they they added a, a Wheeler, but again, in adding Brian Price, they nipped you know something right there in, in the bud, and they got someone that was uh, experienced, someone that's smart, uh, and you know obviously can draw um, better relationships with the pitchers, where I feel like they can learn because they're they're still like whether we want to discuss it or not, like these guys are are still young in their big league careers, they can still learn. And if you're not pitching to your strengths, you're pitching to the hitter's weakness all the time, you're not learning. You're not learning at all. You're, you're trying to survive. And we saw that a lot last year. But is the pitching staff this year good enough, you think, to contend? Did they Health? make enough upgrades? Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's up for the guys. Because I, 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 I think if you have, if you have health with, with Sorrenti, and uh, and Arano, but obviously Arano's not healthy right now, so that hinders things. Tommy Hunter, I I do to an extent. I, I because you can't overspend, and and they you know Clintac said something the other day that was interesting, and it was talking about like look, they they hit on a couple guys in in the free agency, and and you know got them signed, and then they got hurt. Guys that were durable, guys that you know have have shown in the past that they're fine so they went a different route i think all of us wanted upgrades but i i do think i i actually do think because of brian price i i think a lot of this was you know revolves around him and the development that he could create and help with with a lot of these guys doesn't mean that they're going to be cy young award winners i just think they're going to pitch better pitch not throw better pitch better and i think that's a big key Kevin, what do you uh, what what should we expect from from Bryce this season? Obviously, last year was forty five one thirty five. You heard me, forty five one thirty five. Yeah. That's an upgrade. And what, why why do you think that? Uh, comfort. I think comfort's a big thing. Uh, he's gonna have a full spring training involved. He's gonna you know all the guys. He's not having to learn. Um, I think the consistency of uh, you know, home right like. Caleb being pregnant last year, it, there's a lot of worry there too at times. And you know, Crew was born, and and I feel like we saw another, we saw another uh, side of him, and we we someone someone get even better. And I think that's that's only going to get as we see this season. He's he's just going to be an even better version of Bryce. Like I'm a better version of Kevin. You know. Well, I mean, it's it's year, year it's year three for you, uh, you know, full time. So. Second years is the re- the away guy. Some are saying yeah. it's a Kevin Franz in breakout season. Not me though. I would never ever yeah, utter, the term, go that, that, utter the term utter the term breakout. No, season. no, no, no. <laughs> like, look, it, I don't know how you guys see. Like, it's it's crazy because he had that like right the first couple games where it just exploded everything. It's like they could not match the energy of that that the rest of the year. 
the excitement around Philadelphia right after he signed, and then you, you, you fast forward opening day and him, you know, Andrew McCutcheon leading off the game with a homer, Bryce homering. I mean, that weekend was special. And it's like they couldn't – it was so hard to, to, to replicate that whole thing. You're going, man, like, where is that? And, and we saw it a lot from Bryce throughout, you know, bits and pieces throughout the year. I think more consistently this year you're going to see uh, Bryce putting up numbers. And, look, again, a lot of Bryce's stuff is going to come on the heels of, of someone behind him. All right, let's ask about the guy behind him, Reese Hoskins. Yeah. What, do you, what do you expect from him this year with a new style, new pitching coach, new hitting coach, rather? New stance. Yeah. Well, I mean, new stance doesn't really change everything, right? You still have certain things in in the swing he's going to have. Uh, I, I, I like it. He cut himself off a ton last year. We talked about it a lot. I talked about it, I feel like, to a point where people were like, stop talking about what he's doing at the plate. You're like, what are you talking about? I'm describing what he's doing. He's cutting himself off, trying to yank everything. It's like step on the plate, try to pull one foul. And it's like try that. It looks like a fan swinging it, right, for the most part. The way – no, I'm serious. At times he did because he had – he just got so into his head. And, and I love that too because he got to experience something that maybe as a rookie would have – crushed the whole thing right and and you never worried about like you're, you're going to become worried about it all the time but he had it in in you know his second full season and i think that was a big big positive because now it's not always you know everything's golden everything is is, is um you know he, he he's gonna he's not mike trout right where every every year it seems to get better he gets to find out what being humbled is and for me I think for everybody that that understands and listens to to Reese talk, the guy cares, cares a ton. The guy works his you know what off, and for me, I I just think that um, with the new stance, I think with a new year, the zeros, he's married. I mean, I I think he can rebound. I just hope that he uses the whole field because if he doesn't use the whole field. That's not, you know, that, 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 that's his crutch for me. Like it, it, it's his, it, it, it's his kryptonite. The moment he becomes two pole happy, that's where the pop-ups happen and going the other way. I think, you know, Jack, we talked about this with, with LA a lot last year and, and, and Scott was, it's not about hitting homers to right field or hitting homers to right center. It could be outs to right field. It sounds bad. But those outs and those swings to right field that he had bullets on sets the path up for him to have success on other pitches that he could hunt later in the you know in the game and, and throughout the season. So last year they didn't sit him at all, and there were some people that said maybe they should sit him down. And Gabe Kapler said that's not his philosophy. A guy is struggling like that. Do you sit? Would you sit him down or just let him hit his way out of it? Which he didn't, unfortunately. A veteran, yeah. But he's not a veteran, you know. So I I would have, um, because it, it, at some point you gotta you know, you are your own worst enemy, right? And and if you keep on feeding that to him and and let him continue to struggle, I think isn't always the best thing. It's punny, benching him isn't a punishment. It's also helping you from yourself and and creating bad thoughts and creating you know bad habits and you know what what happens if he would have taken three or four days off. 
You know, they, they were so for me, what I didn't like was they got to a point where they were so far out of it. And you, I'm not even saying out of the wild card, but out of the division where if you sit him for three games, what happens if those in those three games, you know, he works on something, you know, the first day he doesn't even pick up a bat. He's not even thinking. And then then something clicks. Right. And, and we would have seen something different. They just kept on doing the same thing over and over and over where this guy doesn't have thousands of, a, uh, of plate appearances in his career. You know, we I think at times Cap treated him like a 10-year a, a vet when he was literally in, in his second full season. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Kev, who do you, uh, who do you think has the best chance of sticking from the like, non-roster uh, invitee guys? Any, any guys really stick out to you? Well, a uh, couple – I, I like Josh Harrison, and I like it because when you're with your – I'm sorry, when we, you're with your buddies, when with you're someone that you're really close with, and, and then it's taken away, and then you, you get it back, sometimes it's always a great thing. You know, I had that with Nate Sheerholz, right? I mean, everywhere I would see my – after Nate, it was a, a struggle finding that guy that you, you're, you're buddies with and, and all that stuff. So it's Josh Harrison, Andrew McCutcheon, um, and then the other one is I, – I do like Neil Walker on this. Um, I, I, you know, both sides of the plate, not striking out a ton, has some pop, and it, I think it would play different in, obviously, in, in Citizens Bank than it would in Marlins Park. Um, but a good option there. Uh, it, I just don't garlic. No, they just picked up. Not a Kyle Garlic guy. They just picked him up. I know. Come on, yeah, he had a he had an OPS over a thousand in the PCL last year. I had a I, I had a PCL <laughs> OPS of a thousand one year. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, look at me. You turned out to be great. Um, you know this, those two guys and those are the ones that interest me the most. Um, you know, obviously the pitching staff and and seeing what you know some of these guys are going to do these these young guys. I'm excited to see a couple like Kyle Doey. I want to see him now, right? I want to see you know, Damon Jones. See what he could do. Um. Obviously, the Spencer Howards and all that. But uh, for me, I, I think the guys, the lefty power pitchers that they have um, that are in the minor leagues, they're going to need something different because Jose Alvarez and, and Adam Morgan, Adam Morgan didn't list, miss a lot of, you know, bats, let's just say, when he was healthy last year. And you just don't – you can't – that's the biggest thing. We just don't know who's going to be completely healthy. And that's scary, but it's also one of those unknowns that – when you're, you know, they prove it wrong and they go out and, and, and post a full season, that's a huge thing for us. All right, so you're heading down this week. You'll be doing a radio broadcast Saturday and Sunday, three-man booth all weekend. Uh, yeah. And and the first game is is at Tigers play where? At Lakeland? Yeah, so now it's uh, Publix, I think the Publix field at Joker Marchant <laughs> Stadium. Nice. Joker Marchant, I remember. Publix field, I guess Publix is their, their corporate sponsor or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the next game is a is a home game. The Sunday game's a home yeah, game. Yeah, sure. You you could tell me like I just go and I'm always there at the field. And when they say you're on, I'm on, and I love it. So you could you could ask who I have no idea other than the Detroit game. Okay, that's <laughs> like I know I have a schedule. Just go with the flow. <laughs> but I just like I don't really because in like spring training, you know, you, you don't look forward to the next you know team. You're not doing all this research on all these other teams. You're worried mostly about the Phillies. Yeah, but you're doing the pitcher sky report still, right? You know, for the <laughs> for, you know, for the spring training Mercy university. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, so yeah, no, I, I it's it's look, it's exciting because it's, it's spring training. Uh, it's a new season. 
It's a new decade, and no better way to start off a decade than uh, than winning one, huh? And they got so many guys this year. Like, there's actual uh, interest that, in like the back end of the roster. Yeah, yeah, seventy-one dudes. That's awesome. Good luck memorizing yeah. all those names, <laughs> yeah, there, buddy. That's pretty fun. <laughs> and then plus, like, it's seventy-one dudes, and then next thing you know, you don't have, um, you know, the full list of guys that are coming over from minor league camp. So right? you don't, you don't and, know and that could be ten guys each right. day. So, I get depressed right now thinking about all these names I have to memorize and faces. Can't do that. My God. Well, we can't hey, wait. By the way, uh, the at best athlete ever to talk about himself in a third person, guys. Who's that? Ricky Henderson. Oh, oh yeah, that's Ricky. a good one. <laughs> Remember how surprised everyone was at his at his Hall of Fame speech <laughs> that he didn't like refer to himself as Ricky? Oh, uh, he's the best, Ricky Henderson. He's amazing, amazing. Best yeah. leadoff hitter ever, maybe. I mean, who? I would like to know who else would be. Who would even be close? But leadoff hitter? Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's anyone even close. No. Like George Springer. One, you could just like you could say leadoff hitter, but can you can you tell me who has better quads and hammies in the game? Antonio Bastardo. Yeah, that's that's all but, but that's all right. <laughs> well, Kevin, we're looking forward to uh, next Saturday and Sunday. Well, of course, we'll be speaking you throughout the season as well. Can't wait. Thanks for having me on, and uh, thanks for putting up with Jack. I know. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's, well, you're you're part of that crew that has to put up with Jack because he texts you all the time, I'm sure. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it he, and, until he starts getting in his analytical ways. Yeah, it's all that's, good. That's Listen, a problem. Enjoy your breakout season, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Kevin Franson. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it. Kevin Franson, part of our radio crew of the Away yes, Games, sir. but he's doing uh, the three-man booth. He's excited about the three-man booth. I think that's tremendous. They should do more of that. Now, Especially for spring training. I mean, there's for spring training, 71 absolutely. guys. Because you're, you're really – it's – there's not as many commercials, no, and there's not a, and there's not that much downtime. They're so. basically doing what we're, we're doing from yeah, one doing to a talk show for three, for yeah, three from hours, one basically. to six. Yeah, basically that's what it is for three hours. So <laughs> that's uh, next Saturday, first game, Joker Marchant Stadium. Don't know who that is. That's the, I don't know who it is, but that's been that that name's been there for years, like 30, 40 years for the Tigers, maybe longer. Yeah, the Tigers. Because what the Phillies used to be, what Jack Russell. Jack, yeah. See, I, when I I asked about that because I didn't, I, I wasn't sure where the Tigers play. I thought it was Lakeland, but these teams move so often these days. You never know where everybody is. Right. Phillies have stayed in Clearwater though forever. It's a tradition. Good thing. WIP Sports Time is three twenty three. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.